0: Yes, people hear that motherfucking bass. Ah, okay. So, this is another episode of Echo Chamber, people. And as we do, before we get into anything, we're gonna take a look at the top 10 UK films in the cinema. Over uh, the weekend Right So um, Yeah it's over the weekend of the 5th Through the 7th Of September Um, Yeah so let's um, Let's get to it Alright so Well actually for some weird reason There's no top 10 It's a top fucking 9 I know bizarre But at number 9 people it's Ryan Coogler's Black Panther It's a great film If you haven't seen it What the fuck are you doing Alright So it stars The late and great Chadwick Boseman Michael B. Jordan Letitia Wright And Danny Guerrera Plus A whole heap of other Talented actors and actresses Alright At number 8 We've got Trolls World Tour So this was from Walter Dome and it had The voice cast of Anna Kendrick, Jamie Dorman, Anthony Ramos and Rachel Bloom At number 7 It's that Disney classic Pinocchio at number six, we've got "After We Collide." So I do believe this is an adaptation from a book. Okay, so it's brought to us by Roger Crumble, and it is starring Hero Finds Triffin, Josh, Joshua Langford. Uh, Dylan Sprouse and Candice King. At number five, we've got another animated film for us. It's 100% Wolf, so it's a foreign film. This is from a director Alexis Staderman with the voice cast Ilya Swindells, Akmal Salish, Reese Darby. And Magda Shmuba at number four. Who it's Russell Crowe looking all crazy and shit. It's Unhinged. This is from director Derek Bort and it's starring Gabriel Butterman, Karen Petogis, and Lighton Lucy Faust. And as mentioned Russell Crowe That means at number three We've got Dan Scanlon's Onward with the voice Cast from Tom Holland Chris Pratt Octavia Spencer and Louise uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus At number two It's New Mutants Now Reviews seem like it's crazy, but it's a new film. So, (laughs) haha, it's from director Josh Boone. And it's starring Anna Taylor, Maisie Williams, Charlie Heaton, and Blue Hunt. That means, people, at number one this week, we've got Christopher Nolan's Most Magnificent Tenant. And it is starring John David Washington uh, Elizabeth Debicki Robert Pattinson And Clem Posey So that's our top 9 um, We've got a couple of films for you this week people But before we get to those Let's check out a little information Alright Sit back and enjoy Okay, so this is for all you Shudder, Horror and Creepshow fans. Shudder are pleased to announce the start of production on the highly anticipated second season of its hit series Creepshow in Atlanta, Georgia, the anthology series which shattered All Shudder Records, when it debuted last October, is executive produced by showrunner Greg Nicoretto, who was involved with The Walking Dead. And it's based on George A. Romero's iconic 1982 movie. The six-episode second season will premiere exclusively on Shudder in 2021. The show is following all safety guidelines and protocols in accordance with SAG, AFTRA, DOGA, and all of those other guidances, etc., etc., right? So, Craig Engler, Shudder's general manager had um you know he had this to say season one was a monster hit for us setting viewership records across the board while becoming the best viewed non-horror series of 2019 for season two Greg Nicoretto and his team have outdone themselves with bigger and bolder stories, new incredible creature designs and clever twists that truly live up to the show's tagline, the most fun you'll have being scared. You know, And Nicoretto, he had this to say, I've never been happier to get behind the camera as I am today. After missing our shoot date in March by just over 48 hours. Season 2 of Creep Show hits the ground running as cameras begin to roll. The cast and the crew have a level of excitement and enthusiasm I've never seen before. And it's inspiring. So many of us in the entertainment industry have been waiting for the day we can begin to do what we do best. To have some fun together. Creating new worlds. New adventures. And new thrills. You know. Their shudder also revealed initial details. About four of this season's segments. Which will be directed by. A Nicoretto. Anna Camp. And Adam Pally. Um, You know will also star in shapeshifters Anonymous parts one and two written by Nicoretto based on a short story by J a Conrath um, about an unlucky soul who finds himself in need of a werewolf support group <laughs> uh, Keith David Ashley Lawrence and Josh Mcdermott Will star in Pesticide written by Frank Dietz in which an exterminator makes an infernal bargain and a model kid written by returning creep show writer John Espiotto um It is about a 12 year old monster fan who turns to hand built model kits to escape his unhappy reality. Additional titles, castings and directors will be announced soon. So, in its first season, Creepshow smashed records for Shudder in number of viewers. New subscriber signups and total minutes streamed to become the most watched program in Shudder history, followed by a successful run on AMC. The show was a hit with critics as well as fans as one of 2019's best reviewed non-genre series, with a 97% fresh rating on review aggregator Rotten Tomato. The inaugural season starred David Arquette, Adrien Babu, Tobin Bell, Big Boy, Jeffrey Combs, Kid Cudi, Bruce Davison. A uh, Gianculo Espirito Dana Gould, Trisha Heifer and DJ Quails, and featured adaptations of stories by Stephen King, Joe Hill, Joe R. Lansdale, and Josh Maelstrom. So, when season 2 debuts, I'll make sure you are there to check it out. <laughs> Independent cinema pop-up screens is back this winter, taking over Peckham's popular boozy building with a season of exciting and immersive events. Taking place from from the 23rd of October to the 20th of December, the pop-up Peckham series will feature scary screenings in a forbidden forest. Belly laughs at the first ever Peckham Comedy Festival, a half-term family film fest, and the return of cinema in the snow—a stunning cinematic Christmas experience set in a magical snow-filled wonderland. The Forbidden Forest Cinema, which takes place the twenty-third of October to the fifteenth of November, it's kicking off the schedule of events will be um, a collection of immersive Fright Night Halloween screenings. Visitors must brave their way through a forbidden forest before discovering an eerie woodland cinema, the perfect setting for their favourite film. Films include Halloween horror favourites, such as A Nightmare on Elm Street, Hereditary, It, Beetlejuice, Scream, The Shining, and The Blair Witch Project, as well as cult classics like Donnie Darko, Rocky Horror Picture Show, From Dusk Till Dawn, Labyrinth, and The Craft. Half-term screenings of Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, Onward, Myuna, Minions and Toy Story 4 will also be part of the schedule coupled with a family friendly magical adventure through the mysterious forest. Adult tickets will be priced from £22 including all fees with concessions for family tickets and half term screenings. A limited amount of VIP tickets will also be made available at £27.50 again including all fees, premium seats and a drink. Other announced events that will follow later in the year include Peckham Comedy Festival the 19th to the 22nd of November And the return of cinema in the snow Which is the 27th of November to the 20th of December Okay so the booking information are in the episode details So if you fancy some cinema in a forest Some snow and comedy Go and check it out Okay, so now we've got all of that out the way Let's get into this week's films Okay, so Matt Escandary has a new film It's called Hard Kill It was produced by Randall Emmett Jules Furler Sean Shanghani. Mark Stewart, Alexander Eckert, and Timothy C. Sullivan. The, um, the story is from Clayton Hagen and Nikolai Fromm. And it was co-written from the, uh, the writing duo of Chris Lamont and Joe Russo. The um, ah, the film itself. You know, it stars. We got Jesse Metcalf as Derek Miller, Bruce Willis as Donovan Chalmers, Natalie Eve Marie as Sasha, Layla Kent as Eva Chalmers. Texas Battle as Fox Sergio Rizzuto as The Pardoner Swen Temel as Dash Hawkins and Tyler John Olson As Lieutenant Colton The cinematographer is Brian Kuss and The music is from Ryan De Riccio And Ah, the story is basically this, right? It follows a team of fearless mercenaries who, led by security expert Derek Miller, are considered the best fighters on earth that money can buy. They are strategically hired by billionaire tech CEO Donovan Chalmers. To protect a piece of technology that, if exposed, could destroy the world Their mission becomes even higher risk when Chalmers' daughter is kidnapped by the extremely dangerous terrorist group, the Pardoners Who will stop at nothing to obtain the tech Miller and his team must now work together with Chalmers in order to save his family and protect the fate of the human race before it's too late and I have to say that isn't really the film <laughs> oh my god but it's it's just yes, yeah, a little bizarre. But it's not that surprising because, yeah, the film doesn't really make a lot of sense. To be honest, it doesn't make a whole heap of sense, right? Just from, you know, the plot, it, it, it's just, it's a little wacky. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Right, um, and you you find yourself scratching scratching your head, thinking, Wait, huh? wait, what? You know? because what we ha- like for some weird reason, it starts off with scenes. From the middle of the film Right it starts out And we see You know what I mean Just these edited cuts Short little edit cuts Of a shootout And I don't know why They decided to do that You know it, It's a little weird Because it doesn't really Give you anything Right, so it starts off with this. It then we have, um, we go on, it says New York 11 p.m., and we have this woman walking down this dark alley on her own, which is always a like it's a weird one, right? Because you're thinking, okay, um, I think most. Women most girls Most young ladies Know That's not the best thing to do But you then kind of figure Oh she's meeting people And She hands over Something to them But we're not really It's just a weirdly Put together scene Right because It I don't know right, so she gives him this thing, and she's just like, God, this is, like, this is the vice," and, you know, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help, and we're gonna do this thing, but we get, and you're just like, okay, what's happening here, but what you see, you're just like, Well this isn't good (laughs) You know what I mean Like straight away you're just like Okay this seems like It's gonna be a bit of a mess Right But it is It's weird Because the acting in the scene It makes it hard for you To go wait Hold on because we've got the guy trying to act all sinister, which it it doesn't really work. To be honest with you, that's um risuto you know, the Pardoner, and um, you know, the girls, Eva Chalmers, right, played by Ken, and she's looking shifty. Uh, like I think she's trying to look afraid But it doesn't look like she's afraid And it's just like Huh what is what, what the fuck is this Right but then we cut to um, Miller's waking up His alarm goes off And he's acting all skittish And so he gets out of bed He prays And you're just like okay do we need this? And he's having these flashbacks to something. Can we see him bleeding? And, you know, it's all meant to be giving you a feel. But it, it's not, right? Because you're, you're just like, like, what the, what's going on here, people? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Um. And there's more stuff with Miller that you're just a bit like, this isn't really giving us anything. But eventually, he's waiting outside, a limo pulls up, he gets in, and that's when we meet Donovan Chalmers, Bruce Willis. So he's talking, you know, he's trying to hire him and all of this he then uh, uh, you know they stop someone else gets inside that's fox and he's just like oh i recommended you and we go, okay so they've got a history so they're getting offered you know he's getting offered this deal for money right cut to them him with his you know the legendary mercenary team uh and it's just this Terrible it, It's just this terrible sequence Right in a bar That is meant to highlight Okay so You know oh this girl You think she's just cute Well she's tough Okay so yeah there's that And you know it's trying to Set these people off as kind of Badasses but it's just It's a little predictable You know what I mean so we've got this scene and then mulling over taking this job uh, But, like, there's no chemistry There is no chemistry whatsoever The dialogue is terrible Dialogue is terrible Right. eventually everyone takes a job Which you know, right Someone needs convincing And that then tells you Something that will happen later on in the film You know what I mean Like everything It's not subtle (laughs) I mean that's the thing with this film It's not really subtle Right there's no real nuance To anything But They're on this mission And as soon as the mission starts You're just like Wait What Like what the fuck is going on because they turn up with no equipment And you're just kind of like Why wouldn't you just have basic equipment Just, you know what I mean, bulletproof vests You know, just certain guns There's shit that you kind of feel like Why wouldn't you just have that Like, why wouldn't you have explosives Why wouldn't you have fiber optics Like it is all And especially when there's certain Stuff That you could run off apps So they don't have any of this shit Don't even have schematics Right This is something that supposedly Everyone knew about So you're just like wait How is it you haven't got schematics So it's, it's all this weird stuff Leading into a mission That you kind of feel If you're meant to be this crack Mercenary team You you wouldn't Start without disinformation Regardless of the money You just wouldn't start Right You then have There's so many Supposed Weird Like Trying to have these misdirects and double crosses and all of this throughout the film That, like, none of them make sense Like, just from the fact of the information of what the fucking mission is Like, just that Like, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever you know what I mean, so you've got all of this And as I said, they, they're Throwing you these supposed Misdirects, right Which you just go Well, obviously Now that's gonna happen And then it does, and it's just like Yup <laughs> How am I not surprised Like How the fuck am I not surprised it, it's, it's really Fucking baffling It really is And, like, the whole thing is around this supposed technology, right? This technology that, throughout the film, it's never really explained what the fuck it is. Right? They mention, oh, it could destroy the world. It could reset the world. But it's still a bit like, wait, how? Like, what? What? It's just real flimsy It is really fucking flimsy Especially there's always talk of a kidnapping That never really happened Right there's all these things that go on But they've already shown us this other scene That invalidates (laughs) the next thing So you're just kind of scratching your head And like Huh? And it makes you wonder. Like, was a lot lost in the editing room? You know what I mean? Like, did they cut certain things? Was it just like, ah, that makes it too... We need to shorten the film. Or, that doesn't make any sense now. But then they forgot that, Oh. If we cut that then that bit doesn't make any sense. But oh shit we don't have time to change. Like you wonder. Because as I said. There are so many parts of this film. That contradict each other. And just don't gel. Like don't gel at all. Like there's one bit when we see someone dive out the way. And then another shot a bit later. He's shot. (laughs) <laughs> right and it's just like wait when the fuck did that happen how did that happen when we saw you do this thing <laughs> like it is' it's very very weird you have all these people that are supposed soldiers and ex-soldiers but just... Don't seem to be able to comprehend the situation They have no discipline whatsoever There is no discipline You have someone get shot And then they're screaming their head off Someone else with a similar injury Is just like, just patch me up and I'm going back in and that, and then at the end, like the person that was screaming at one point is now just kind of walking off, and you're just like, "Huh? Okay. That is weird. It's like the film is hard to hard kill, right? It should be hard to comprehend, or hard to understand, because, yeah." You just... You're kind of baffled why... (laughs) You're really baffled why... It's like just the dialogue throughout the film is terrible... It's really bad... And it doesn't speak to any sort of prior relationship... Like the people, the way they're talking to each other You wouldn't believe that they're friends It's very stilted It's very formulaic Right? We've got our bad guy Who, he, look, I have to give it He's tried his best to give this menacing kind of uh, performance Right? Right? It's just not working. You you feel that he wants to be, um, like the bad guy from either, uh, Die Hard, or Leon, right? That's the kind of vibe that you 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 could kind of guess they're trying to get with the bad guy, but it just doesn't like. He's not believable as manic Right, you can't believe any of these manic episodes that he's having And and trying to give us And then at, at the very end of the film, right This whole thing which they needed this team This team to pull off But they were so outnumbered. And it was crazy. You just have one. Then one guy go out. And basically just do it all. And it's just like. What? That just invalidates the whole fucking film. Like what the fuck is happening here? (laughs) It's like what? What's happening? And you have a guy just. Suddenly it it escape from the confines he's been in all film and it's just like why the fuck didn't you do that earlier? Like what? It's a weird film. It's a really weird fucking film. And Yeah. I look. <laughs> you you kind of wonder why it's come together But you know what, it is, it's out there And it's coming to you people via all your favourite digital platforms On Monday the 14th of September <laughs> You know what I mean, so yeah If you're a fan of action thrillers then I know maybe maybe this is for you, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say Bruce Willis is in it a lot. You know what I mean? And the Joe Russo who is credited as being co writer. I'm like, is that Joe Russo as Joe Russo one of the Russo brothers? Is this, is this who we're talking about here? Huh. Because, yeah, it, you kind of think, wait, this isn't the guy that kind of co-wrote all those Marvel films. <laughs> like, it's not the same guy. <laughs> but listen, right? As I said, if you're a fan of action thrillers, maybe this, you're, maybe you'll dig this, Right. I would say, right, if you liked films such as Hard Night Falling, you know, we talked about that one on episode 95 of uh, the podcast, right? So that was starring Dolph Lundgren, Hal, um, Yamanuki, Natalie Byrne, um directed by Giorgio Bruno You know what I mean? so I, I kind of think look if you enjoyed that one um if you liked uh boy what's the film um oh the um acceleration right so that was directed by Michael Marino and Daniel uh, Zurley Right? Another Lundgren, Natalie Byrne film Had Danny Tree, Quentin Rampage Sean Patron, Flannery, Chuck Liddell They were all in that If you were a fan of those films Right? Yeah Then You know Hard Kill Yeah you will be all over hard kill. You know what I mean. You, you yeah, your date. Di- it's your film, right? So um, I feel that's the barometer. You know, that's the litmus test for this one. So yeah, if, if that sounds like uh, your cup of tea, people, then uh, go check it out. Okay, and you can check it out. On Monday, the fourteenth of September. Oh, my God, people, Tenon. I this film, people, it is something, it really is something, and yo, when you've seen it. You understand a lot of the things that went about, a lot of the things that were said, right? That why the cinemas wanted this film in the cinemas and why Nolan wanted this film in the cinemas. It makes sense now. I get it. But I have to say, right? The. <laughs> When you wrap your head Around what you have just seen Right Tenant It seems to be this Right You know those glass uh, You know Elevators Lifts That some buildings have You know And you can see the people in the lift Right So What the film seems like You may think this is odd but this is how I feel, people. That you walk into one of these lifts, right? So you're traveling and then a young lady of appropriate age mind, let's get that clear, right? She's in the lift with you and she turns around and says, Let's go, right? So you're in this glass lift. She's, you know, she wants to get at it, right? So, for some reason, you decide to get buck naked. She's pressed up against a glass. You are hitting it like a fucking pro. You're in a glass, you don't care, right? But you get to the top or the floor, whichever, right? You, you're dressed now, you leave the lift And no one Says a thing to you No one even Acts like they just saw What the fuck you were doing Right and you're just like You're thinking to yourself How the fuck did I get away With that huh? How how did that Just happen How many times does the fine ass Young lady Age appropriate mind Come up to you in a glass lift I wanna get down. I can't get my mind around this. This is insane. And that's the same goddamn experience that you will have leaving this film because you will just think that was great. But what the fuck, man? <laughs> what was that? What did I just say? That was crazy. <laughs> now, once you see the film, you will understand. You will get it. Trust me. You will get it. And, hey, it works either way, right? Doesn't have to be a young lady. Or maybe you're a young lady and you get the hook with a young lady. You could be two dudes. Whatever. The analogy works, people. It works. Because this goddamn film. Woo! And the other thing about it, right? You just think to yourself, huh? Okay, I think Christopher Nolan likes numbers and time. <laughs> I have a sneaky little feeling he's digging that. <laughs> because when you look at um, you know some of his films, there is this narrative that goes in between them all, and you're just like, oh, yeah, that they're kind of similar and not similar. In you know what I mean, the type of film that you're seeing, but just the ideology, the, the thought patterns that kind of invest within those films, right? That's what you can um I feel you pull from that because you look at you know what I mean his stuff, memento, insomnia. Like, um, you know, there's time um, craziness with the prestige, inception, interstellar for sure. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just like within all his films, there's this certain storytelling and this non-linear storytelling that he likes to use. He likes misdirection He likes And it's misdirection And it's not just your typical Look over there Aha, It's really there No It's this smart shit Right The other person Who Has done some similar stuff Is um. Oh my god Like the dude that um, he wrote and show ran Doctor Who, and then he did Sherlock. Fuck! I can't think of my man Motok, Motok, Mamak. Hmm. No, I feel I'm just saying words right now. Huh. God damn it! This is but I feel you know who I'm talking about, right? UK, you, yeah, you know who the fuck I'm talking about, people He did Coupling as well That TV show, it was a UK thing, people It's a UK thing But, I remember when he did Doctor Who And you had these storylines that were great On a single episode basis But then when you got to the end of the season, there was this whole thing, and the Doctor travelled back, and there was all of this stuff. Like, you'd see a scene, sometimes in an episode, where he just says, Okay, thanks! Or, Oh, I must remember that, and he picks something up. And you're just like... Okay, that was a little odd, but the episode's so fun, you don't really care that there was this weird thing that just happened, doesn't really make any sense. But then you watch the later episode, and it all ties in, and you're like, oh, shit, yes, and that's Nolan does that the best. Nolan really does that the best, you know? I just remember watching Memento, and it just, like, whoa. And also, there's this thing where you watch the film, and your perception of a character will flip-flop throughout. Because you're getting more data on that person, and you're just like, oh, they're good. No, they're bad. Actually, I get it. I get it. No, he is a fuckface. Actually, no. Yeah, it does make sense. I feel for that dude. And it it is just he has this great way of storytelling. And all of this really comes to bear in Tenon. It really does, man. I I've gotta say to this to you, right? If you can, don't watch a trailer. Do not watch a a trailer I went into this film basically blind and kind of blinded, than the blind I already am. You feel me? It's just because I hate trailers, they give so much away, it frustrates me. So, all I remember, all I've seen of this film going in was um, My Man on a Speedboat, right? <laughs> you yeah, know, John David Washington. On a speedboat. That was it. You know, I like, I, I, and I'm just like, huh, interesting. And I remember hearing something about, oh, him and Robert Patterson had to learn to speak backwards. And I'm thinking, right, I need to see this film ASAP because you, you don't want too much info going in. Right, that's why, because usually, I will read you like the synopsis. you know what I mean the little plot line that the studio puts out there. I ain't reading you that shit, not for this, because you do not want too much information. you really don't, because I remember like the way the film starts, right, you have straight away, I'm just like, oh oh shit, because I guess the idea for some reason that you have, from just seeing the poster is one thing, right, then the film opens, and you're like, oh okay, so I was completely wrong about that, right, but then, straight away, then this other thing happens, and you're like, wait, what, huh, oh fuck, Okay, well, that's fucking awesome. Then this other thing happens, and you're like, whoa, hold on. If that can't happen, that can't happen. And you are just run through it within that first, I don't know, what, 10, maybe 20 minutes. It's fucking intense, people. It's so intense, but it is awesome. It is so awesome because you do not know what the fuck to believe. Right? You're seeing so much stuff happen, and there you know what I mean. just these so many preconceptions and just like the these thought patterns that you're just like, hold on. If this happened, what does that mean about that? And Oh, so they did this. Like, there's just this great sequence within this opera house. It's really great. It's really fun. It's kind of bonkers, right? It really is. I really want to see the building in real life as well. Because architecturally, it's kind of cool, right? So we we have this go down. And you're just like, yo... And so then you get uh, another kind of idea of what kind of film you're seeing, right? So you have this thing and you're like, okay, all right, I get it, cool, but no, (laughs) no, you still do not know what the fuck you are seeing, trust me, because then this other stuff happens, right? You get fed this other stuff, and, like, I think what you then kind of feel, you're like, okay, alright, we're on this thing, then they throw you through this new loop, right? They, they add this thing, and I kind of feel that if handled incorrectly, you're out of the film at this point. Right, you are out of the film at this point And that's probably uh, Like the first, like half an hour in May I feel it's probably half an hour in Right, it is the, the straw that could break The back of Le Camel You know what I mean? Because, hey, it's a little kooky Right, it's a little fucking kooky But, it intrigues the shit out of you You're just like Okay. So if that and it's just the possibilities, right? It's for me, it was the possibilities. And you're like, huh. Right. And then we get all of this stuff. Hey, I've gotta say as well, I laughed my motherfucking there was some scenes I just I laughed so hard. It wasn't even fucking funny, it wasn't, it's not like they che- They put this comedic bits in the film, but I laughed, so it's just, the it was these bit, scenes in um, Mumbai, India, right, and, and it's just getting into and out of this building, oh shit, like it's it's pretty awesome. Right, from what what you see, it is pretty awesome, it is also just hilarious, right, just the mechanisms of doing this thing Oh man, the people, (laughs) the other people on the screen that must have been uh, pissed, but there wasn't that many people on the screen, people be scared And that's great Because it meant I don't have to share a screen with many people at all Which uh, I always love going to the cinema Like that But yeah We're in India now And We jump around the globe Right we're getting these seeds Of What possibly could be going on And it's intriguing as hell Intriguing as hell And it only works because people, everyone involved is so fucking good. So fucking good. Yo, I haven't even broken down. Listen, right? So obviously it's directed by Christopher Nolan. He produced it along with Emma Thomas, right? The story, it's Nolan. It's straight up Nolan Because yeah I don't know who else could write this craziness Right And it's starring John David Washington Robert Patterson, Emily DeBickey, Dimple Chapadi Very good Michael Caine I was a bit like Okay He's not in it a lot Right But I do kind of like that Like Michael Caine irritates the fuck out of me I ain't gonna lie But I do like When directors use Like people Regularly Because I feel it shows you That yeah They're about their business You know what I mean That they're, they're legitimately really good Because you have these people That will just drop anything To rework with them so I like that, but yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Um, cinematography is Hoy Van Um and the music is Ludwig, Gorenson, right? And so yeah, I mean I had to give all of those people a shout out, and like editing is Jennifer Lame. You know what I mean? Um, she, yo, trust me, the editing is not lame. At all, like just the production side of this film, it's incredible. We have these incredible shots, right? I always like a um, oh, would you, you know, when you've got a like two or three people standing around and then the camera rotates around them, we get the one a great scene of, of those, and we've got um. Uh, we've got John David Washington Robert Patterson And fuck I can't think of the other dude He's like the fixer Right and they're having this Conversation and It's um, it might be Hamish Patel I think It might be Hamish Patel And yeah the camera kind of goes round, and it's great It's a great shot But you know what I mean There's so many of them just so many of these incredible shots and just the locations and everything like that. It really all comes together to give you just this immersive experience. And people, when you talk about immersive experiences, oh my God. <laughs> Ludwig Göransson with the fucking sound whoa right so just these things alone right the the look the visual element and the sound those alone are reasons why if you can you wanna see Tenon in the cinema because it's Oh it's phenomenal Right so I think it was uh, I I think it was Hans Zimmer That did Inception And that was great right But the sound on this It Man Like I always hate it when people Use sound incorrectly In films Like you know they treat you like you're a moron Right and it's just like um, this is when you're meant to be sad. Hey people guys, this is a happy scene. Oh, just so you know, here's some tension, right? Now with this, the way everything ramps up and just envelops you. It is oh god damn it. You just feel it in your core, you really do, and you just get Height man, it, it was just so psyched from seeing this and the sound, and everything is incredible. It's so fucking incredible. I don't know what else to say. My I, there's, there's, there must be other words I could use to really descriptifies this, but oh, I can't think right now, people. But yeah, just these elements alone, phenomenal. But the story is great. There's certain lines in it, right I just love the, the interplay, the word, like, um, you know, we hear a lot We're living in a twilight world, right It's this little thing And I like the fact that, like, there's this thing that gets told um, Washington at the beginning And just see it, right Yes see it And it, it, it's really good I, It's really great And I like the response Like even the dead need allies <laughs> It's so good And there's this seed There is this great fucking scene Now listen Right you often have films And you have like the, ba- the Supposed bad guy And he's meant to be playing In a certain way And it just doesn't really work Doesn't really work Well I've got to say Kenneth Branagh as Andrei Sater Is Phenomenal Phenomenal Like you wouldn't Even really know it's Kenneth Branagh He just destroys With this performance But there's this scene and he's just like, um, what does he say? You don't negotiate with a tiger. You admire a tiger until it turns on you and rips your throat out. <laughs> it just gives you fucking shivers, people. It's just the way he says it. It's just like he doesn't need to raise his hand. He just has this intensity and he says this shit and then he just turns it off. Just turns it off and be like, now I'm going to leave and have a drink. And you're just like, okay. Well, I'm not gonna fuck with him (laughs) But yeah, the film As I said, look, there is so many things in this film All the performances are just Amazing We have these incredible performances Right? It just works on so many levels So many levels And the ending Oh the ending is so good So good And hey I will say This is the only fucking thing I'm going to tell you people If you liked The ending of Inception Right Ah, You're going to like this one You're going to like it And listen right I I know I haven't said anything about the story Because I kind of feel If I tell you stuff about the story It's going to ruin it for you So, if you can, people, avoid the trailer, right? This is best served knowing nothing. You want a blank canvas going in because then everything you see and experience is just phenomenal, right? It's just going to hit you from so many ways and you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I... It's hard to say, but this could be my favorite Nolan film. This very much could be. I really did enjoy it. I really did, and ah, uh, I hope that you get to experience it and and just enjoy it as much as well, because Tenon, woo, it is. First class and I have to say I would love to see Nolan do James Bond right But this is the thing They have to give Him full control Because I kind of feel that Nolan would give us a Just a legitimately Crazy Intelligent James Bond and a different James Bond, like a James Bond film that I feel that we need, right? Just not a rehash or just kind of a same tread ground. It'll be something special, but only if he has no interference from the studio. But yeah, that's another thing. For people, go see Tenant. You will if you've liked Nolan's other films. You know what I mean You're going to love this Trust me people Trust me Go see Tenet Okay people So we're reaching that time again Let's take a look And see what's happening In the world of film Well I guess everyone expected it But it has now been confirmed That Nev Campbell is returning for the fifth screen film So, uh, yeah I think it, it makes kind of a full set Because, you know, David Arquette, Courtney Cox They're both returning You know, so, um Now it's just a matter of Will the film be any good Right Now That's not the only thing From the past that's coming back And this one's a bit Longer away So in 1989 Shelley Long starred in a film Called Troop Beverly Hills Right Well (laughs) Sony Tristar are uh, making a sequel, yeah, it's an odd one, right? But, um, Orin Zegman, um, she's gonna be making her directorial debut with this. Uh, it's gonna be, um, produced by Lauren Mark and it's going to be written. Um, by Asia Carr. So uh, yeah, I don't even know. It's a crazy idea, but we'll see. Now there is a lot of acquisitions and projects being announced right now. So Sabian Films have, um, yeah, they've just picked up a few things. Um, they do. They've. Just grabbed a film called Fat Man So this is a, a dark comedy About Santa Claus, Father Christmas It's starring Mel Gibson, um, Walter Goggins And Marina Jean-Baptiste So um, the story is on a neglected and precocious 12-year-old who hires an unorthodox hitman to kill Santa Claus After receiving a lump of coal in his stocking Huh. Yeah, so um, it's directed by Isham and Ian Nelms So uh, Sabian have also grabbed... Uh Ambush So this is A Vietnam War Action thriller From Mark L. Berman uh, It's starring Aaron Eckhart Cody Christian Dermot Mulroney And Jason Gino uh, So yeah That's coming Now Sticks. They've also just picked up the rights To Queen Pings Which uh, Is a, a, It's a true story About cu- a Coupon counterfeit scam That took place In um, America You know And um, yeah it was supposedly a little bit crazy It's starring Kirsten Bell Kirby Howell back Vince Vaughn And Paul Walter Hauser Um Yeah Orion Classics Have got the rights To The Wolf of Snow Hollow So this Um Is from Jim Cummings Uh And it follows A small town sheriff Who is struggling with a failed marriage And a rebellious daughter A lackluster department He is tasked with solving A series of brutal murders That are occurring on the full moon Um, Amazon have announced That on the 20th of November um, They will be putting Riz Ahmed's new film Sound of Metal Into uh, cinemas And then on the 4th of December It will be hitting The streaming service And um, basically it's about A punk metal drummer Who suddenly Loses his hearing Yeah Now Other news So Um Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell have uh, just landed a role in J.D. Dillard's new historical war epic, Devotion, right? So, um, it's set in 1950. As the Cold War looms, the pair play elite US Navy fighter pilots. Who form a firm friendship That is tested on the battlefield When one of them is shot down Behind enemy lines Hmm Now Kristen Scott Thomas Daisy Ridley Nina House They've just landed roles In um The wife um, Sorry woman in the castle So this is from uh Jane Anderson Who directed The uh, the Wife um, It's based on um, Jessica Stathook's, uh Novel And um, they are looking To start filming Next year So the story Is kind of set I feel at the end of World War II In Germany Free women are bound by their past And clinging to each other For a future hmm. um, Chloe Grace Moritz Is going to be starring In Mattson Tomlin's New sci-fi film Mother Android uh, So um, yeah. The uh, film is loosely based on Tomlin's birth parents Who saved their child from the dangers of the Romanian Revolution Hmm Okay Uh, Pierce Bronson has a new film Okay, it's called The Last Rifleman And um, it's been directed by Terry Loans Okay, so uh, Bosman plays Artie Crawford A World War II veteran living in a care home in Northern Ireland Who has just lost his wife On uh, the 75th anniversary of D-Day Um, He decides to escape his care home And embarks on a journey to France To pay his final respects Um, And so Jamie Foxx and Teona Paris They're going to be starring in a new film With John Bioga It's called They Cloned Tyrone Okay, it's a sci-fi um, a mystery film uh, And it follows an unlikely trio Who investigates a series of eerie events Alerting them to a nefarious conspiracy um, Lurking directly beneath their hood So, um, yeah Joel Taylor uh, co-wrote and is directing the film, uh, which is um, gonna be coming through Netflix. Uh, you know, and that's not all the Jamie Fox News. So himself and his producing partner, Datari Turner, they've just signed a, um, a nice little deal at Sony. Uh, so um, yeah, they're going to be able to um, develop and produce films right there They've got a, um, a project in the works um, It's not, uh, not going to name as of yet uh, So um, Jason Keller, who co-wrote Ford v Ferrari And um, yeah, he is making his directorial debut With a um, Puerto Rican set Film called La Sombra uh, Which means the, the shadow Okay So, um, basically Right um, It's uh, Yeah, it's all gone a little bit Crazy in Puerto Rico It's basically a battlefield and one man takes on a powerful local gang After his brother is kidnapped um, Also Netflix have announced That their um, K-pop documentary uh, Blackpink Light Up The Sky Uh which is f- directed by Caroline Sue will be hitting the platform on the 14th of October. Okay. So the um the first film is uh, currently in um you know the charts it's it's out but they are already making um Sequels So I'm talking about After We Collide Right so you know As I said it's based on a book Franchise right Um, And uh, Yeah So like I don't know Uh, I think a new Book is coming and They're basically Already Confirmed that they're Doing a second Third and fourth Film in the uh, In the series so um Huh They it looks like they have high hopes. Now this is a bit sad right So Tenant has just come out Uh And It's not making the money They hoped right It made 20.2 Million over The Labor Day weekend but they were hoping for more. And because of this, they're thinking that a few films are gonna get pushed back. Um, Wonder Woman and June being two of those potential films, which,, uh, ugh, that would be a shame. Now, I didn't see the trailer, but they showed a teaser. At the beginning of Tenon And god damn June looks incredible So um You know whenever it does come I just can't friggin wait Man Because ah it looks Sensational Oh man And let's end with this right It's a little bit crazy So I don't know, someone has created this Artificial intelligence Like Casting program And Supposedly Well, everyone knows that Daniel Craig You know, No Time To Die Is going to be his last James Bond film So, uh, yeah They asked this program Who should play Bond next and uh, supposedly Henry Caval Is uh, Yeah He came out Tops In this poll um, Then you had Richard Armitage And also Idis Elba Which uh, I just Don't want that to happen Right, I just think it'll be ridiculous. Um, like, but I kind of feel that this, this is only from like talk. Because all of these names have been mentioned, so I guess it must just uh, look and see what the chatter online is, and and take those results. Cole Urban is another name that came up pretty high. Along with Chris Evans And supposedly Will Smith So it's kind of ridiculous But um Yeah I know Now I think that will be the big talk Though right soon Who will be playing James Bond Next So um yeah Have a think people Have a think And um we will Touch base again Next Thursday. Alright. So enjoy your cinema watching. Have fun. And if you haven't seen it people. Go see Tenant. It will rock your world. Alright. Peace.